This podcast is brought to you by Steed Motor Group, Clare Gawe. For your personalised vehicle shopping experience, find out more at steedmotorgroup.ie. So delighted now to be joined by St. Michael's senior footballer, Eddie Hoare, to look at the action uh, this weekend in the senior and the intermediate uh, football championship. Eddie, as a Michaels player, how do you look at this weekend? You could be advancing to the knockout stages, you could uh, be safe, or you could end up in relegation. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting one. Obviously, the second result last weekend, or two weeks ago, was good for us that, that Dunmore went in Bethune, so it leaves us quite live in terms of, like you touched on, we can progress to preliminary quarter-final, but equally we can find ourselves in relegation. So uh, an unusual occurrence, but next year the new structure will have, I think, 16 teams in it as opposed to the 17, which will be a lot more clear in terms of four groups of four. It'll be easier for teams. It is difficult having a, a week off, having to wait and see, difficult to prepare for, but ultimately we just have to concentrate on, on, on getting our house in order and we know we'll be playing in, in irrespective of the outcomes this weekend we will have another game um in the championship which is which is good and be it either a preliminary quarterfinal or relegation we have to be ready for either. Can you look at this weekend keep an eye on it or do you just kind of forget about it? No, I'd say definitely players and management um will be keeping a, a close eye on it. Obviously um it is various different results that we'll be looking for ourselves. Um We'll be looking for Clare Galway to, to beat Dunmore and for Montpellier to beat Tune as well. Um, and if them results go like that, we will be in a preliminary quarter final, most likely against the third place team in Group 1. So it'll be an interesting dynamic, but definitely we'll be keeping a, a, a close eye on it. And keeping a close eye on all games, because you just don't know um, who you might meet later on in the Championship. It was a really noticeable factor this year, uh, particularly in that game you played against Clare Galway. It's a very young team. What Michael's at the minute? Yeah, I was impressed with Clare Galway. We started quite well. Um, they came into the game as a young team. Clare Galway last year, I found um, they were very young. They obviously went with youth and um, they definitely, I, I felt they improved a lot on last year, to be fair. They are very strong uh, in the, the, the physicality of them has improved their work rate. They're a good team. I think it'll take a good team to beat Clare Galway and knock them out of the championship. They've been knocking on the door for a few years. Nearly bet my Cullen last year. I was impressed with them. I thought they were um, thought they were good. And to be fair, look, you come out of some games saying you could have won. Or you, you're not sure where we're at. I, I would have thought Clare Galway were probably the better team uh, last Sunday. Um, but look, that said, if a few things went our way, it could have been different, but they were they, they were impressive now, to be fair, and have definitely built on the progress that they would have made last year. Just on that five-team group, it definitely does seem like it's more difficult because even if you're looking compared to the six-team group, the third place already, it's they're not going to finish as one of the high-placed uh, third teams. That's obviously going to be Milltown or James's this weekend, but... They definitely are at a bit of a disadvantage with a five-team group. I think so, yeah. Well, I'd look at Toome, for example. They had a bye in the first week and then they faced Clare Galway. Could have beaten Clare Galway, didn't beat them. And all of a sudden, after two weekends, they have no points and um, need a result against us in Banlis Low. They get a draw and then they're they're on the back foot straight away. You know, um, Us then, on the other hand, we're sitting on the last week and 
okay, as it happens, it, it's not the case, but it could be the case whereby a draw might suit two teams and they could play for a draw. Um, and and we're sitting in limbo with with having uh, having no ability to, I suppose, influence that that scenario. So it is a, a difficult dynamic. But ultimately, I suppose, yeah, each team obviously has a, a free weekend. The sixteen team senior championship is what Congress had had looked for. Um, and and. Over the course of the last three years, the the county board have looked to whittle it down and have done. Um, it brings with it a lot of pressure for teams as well. This year, there's obviously two going down, and uh, it'll be challenging up the whoever the six five teams that go into the relegation. Obviously, one team um will have an opportunity not to go into it, but a round robin with four teams with winter weather is not a place you want to be. And um, with two teams going down, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, every team uh, looking to avoid that. Just if we get into the action in the group you're involved in yourself in Group 3, you have two games there this weekend. So we have, so obviously a lot of the groups, um, a lot of the games take place at the same time just so um, it makes it fair for each team. So Dunmore play Clairvaux and Dublin Park at half three um, at the same time Montbelli play Tune Stairs um, in Tune Stadium at half three. Dunmore Clare Galway is probably one of the games of the weekend. Uh, this weekend, Clare Galway coming into this one, as you mentioned, on huge form, really impressive against Michaels. Then it's this case of can they break down this Dunmore system? Yeah, Dunmore have, to be fair, have improved week on week since they've since they've come up. They obviously played ourselves in the first round. Um, we got a late goal to beat them, but um, look for their first taste of senior football. They were. Impressive. They 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 showed up. They performed. Um, next day out, then again, um, against Montpellier, probably very unlucky not to come away with the win, and up the performance again against June. And they'll be probably, I'd expect themselves as a team, will be expecting a big performance against Clare Galway. I think Banlas Low as a venue will probably suit done more more than Clare Galway. Clare Galway will probably play more of their games. I'd expect in um in 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 June, um, rather than Banlas Low. But that said, no, it has the makings have been a very interesting game. Two young teams, Dunmore are obviously integrated quite well up through the under-20s as well and have done well at underage, doing well at colleges and equally Clare Galway too. So it'll be an interesting test for both sides. What have you seen Dunmore improve on most since he played them in the opening round? In terms of, look, the opening round, obviously it's a big it's a big opportunity for them to come in um, up to senior and probably look took a while to settle into into our game. They've obviously have really good footballers. They have a nice young side. They're moving the ball quite well. Gleeson in goal is a, a top keeper. So he, they're, and Thomas Gleeson, I think, in the middle of the field has been very, very good and grown into the senior championship. And he, up front, the half forwards, um, Costello has been very, very good as well. So I'd say the confidence has grown that they've come up, they've made the step up and they've, I suppose realise quite quickly that they're a very competitive senior team and well able to compete with the top teams. Um, and they would have taken great confidence from the Montpellier game. They should have won that. Um, they were unlucky. The, um, I think um, Colin Ryan equalised for Montpellier to, 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 to take the point. And then that was shown in Tum again. They, they brought that confidence that um, that, that, that confidence to Tum and, and, and were deserved winners in the end. It's it's really huge here for whoever wins because they potentially do end up really as a a second place, um and straight into the quarterfinals. But on Clare Galway, you mentioned there they're building, but one thing they're building this year is really 
they're inside the line, you could even see it against yourselves of Rowan, Granger and Flaherty, like they pose so many threats. Yeah, they certainly do. I was very, very impressed with Nathan Granger. I think he's improved a lot. Really good player. I think from what I could see from when we played them last year versus this year, the year he's had in with the Goa panel has, has stood to him. He, he was very, very busy, very involved in, in, in most of what was good about their attack. Uh, Mark Rowan is in a really good run of form. And then the dynamic with Flaherty inside at full um it's a good foil for the two guys and while against us maybe Connor wasn't as 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 effective as he would have been in previous games he's still a really um really big target man there and occupies a full back and maybe allows the two guys to work as a foil often and it's it works quite well and it's hard to defend as well they're relying on this deep deep runs from O'Callaghan and Jason Riley really from from deep it's 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 probably that running game that they really seem to have developed in the last 12 months that, that they're really running out from deep and threats from all angles. Yeah, they have. They look fit. They look well-conditioned and, and I touched on that previously. Um, they have Danny Cummins to come off the bench. He, he came on against us and kicked a score. He, he's a big impact to come on. I think Tivoli, it was six last year for them. He came on as well, I think, and he's a good impact to have um, off the bench who, who'd normally be a starter but coming back from injury. So again, they're building little bit of depth um little bit of depth in their squad which is a, which is important yeah but they do they do run from deep um they're like i said they're very fit and conditioned and they're playing to a good game plan a game plan that seems to suit them they work it up the pitch they have runners and they move it into the inside line their inside line is moving well one area I would sort of think um, next next uh, next weekend is in the midfield quarter. I felt Conal Gallagher was very, very impressive for us um, two weeks ago. I expect he most likely um, be involved with the inter-county seniors next year. I, I think he's ready to make that step. But he was really, really impressive for us, I thought, in the midfield quarter, uh, the midfield third. And that's probably an area that Dunmore will be looking to target. Now, I know um, Clairgoa have, have got a lot of scores from their midfield sector. I think they got two goals um, um, against June. The midfielder had did score two goals. So they have scores in it, but the primary possession is a big area. Gleeson has been very good for um, for um, for Dunmore. And it's an area that I'd expect Dunmore will try to get some change out of. And if they can get enough ball into Costello, he's effective too. So it's an important sector in around that middle third because they're two busy inside lines and whoever wins the majority possession will obviously um, be creating a lot of chances for the inside lines. But that said, I do think on balance, um, I think maybe um, the Galway I'd be thinking probably just have more of an all-round um, all 15 and, and a stronger bench. But that said, I wouldn't rule out doing more either, but if I was to predict, I'd be saying um, for Clare Galway to win. And this weekend, being a Michaels man, I'd be hoping for a Clare Galway win. <laughs> a Clare Galway, one of those, one of the teams this year, because obviously there's been a lot of talk, even with the power rankings and different stuff we've done about the top three at the minute in the senior championship. But are they one of these teams that can nearly break into the last four this year, do you feel? I think off the chasing pack. Obviously, like you said, you have the two or the three. You have your Michaelin, Montpellier, Corofin. Maybe I would have probably had Saul Hill in, in, in the top four. They'll be disappointed with the, 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 the results against Barna and have yet to probably hit top form yet, but they, they might do it. It's early yet. Um, but 
of the teams in the chase and pack, I, I do think this. I think Clare could beat a big team. They, 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 I like I said, I think it'll take a good team to beat Clare Galway, um, in knockout football, and they're building nicely. Their injury lads coming back from injuries, like Mark Rowan is there. He's in a really good run of form, like I touched on, and the guys, um. They, 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 it'll take a good team to beat them, and they 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 won't fear any 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 opposition. They nearly bet my Colin last year. My Colin won the county title and obviously won the Connacht. So um, they'll take good confidence from that. They built on it. They've the similar management structure in place as well, which shows a, a continuity there as well, which is is always good to see. Um, and I just I just think they they look to be in a in a good place. It's on that other game then um, between Montpellier and Milan on Tuesdays. When Belly Mylal obviously had that week off in the last round, um, then their last game was that draw against uh, Dunmore McHale. But yourselves, you played Montbellu and you seem to struggle a bit, registered 1 1. Um, were you impressed with them, seeing them up front? I was impressed with them. I thought they were well organised. We played them earlier in the league and I, I, I felt they looked like a team that were having a right go this year. They seem to have all their players back. It's great to see Michael Daly back talking and playing and playing well. Um, that'll give good confidence to them. Um, but they seem to have all their their guys back. It's like they're they're giving it one right good push this year. I was impressed with them when we played them in the league. I think we drew with them out there. They were they were, they were good that evening. But um, when we played them in the championship, they looked very well organised. John Daly was integrating between 11 and 6 and, and was busy. Um own Finnerty, um, I know he had a knock earlier earlier in the year, but is probably going to grow as the championship goes on. I'd say the same for Michael Daly, who's been out for the last 12, 12 to 18 months. So again, he's going to grow game on game. So again, I, I was impressed with them. I thought they were well organised and um, were impressive against us. But that said, they'll be disappointed um, with their performance against against Dunmore. They would have expected, I, I'm sure, to, to build to build on and um, build on the the win against us, they were um, impressive too against Clare Galway in the first round. So look on five points, probably full value further five points. I expect they'll they'll win this weekend. Chum, I think, have been very unlucky. I, just the way touching back on the five team group, the way it's fallen when you're sort of half a week, you're all of a sudden under a lot a lot of pressure. And and they were um they could have gone and beaten us. They could have lost to us in the third round, but there was a must win game for them. Whereas other teams had the safety net of maybe being able to have a have an off day as the championship wore on. They ultimately went in. You could say having missed the first round as a bye, they went into knockout championship football from the out right 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 from the off and definitely against us because having lost with Claire Galway, they were basically knockout, knockout, knockout. And that can be that can be um difficult. And on the other hand, then you have doing more who were growing into the championship having sort of probably played us in the first round um, was a daunting first day back in senior and then sort of grew with confidence whereas on the other hand Tume were the pressure was growing around them that they had to get a win um, um, which was difficult for them so again they're they're, they're faced now with Montbellio who is again a very difficult task they'll, they, they'll be um, looking to bounce back having been probably disappointed to to lose to Dunmore would have been expected to win that game in, in Tume um, but Montpellier again two weeks off or have four weeks off and will be I'd say ready and champing at the bit to go out and put down a marker before they hit the full knockout and, and go to seven points and top the group. It really seems like Montpellier are going to be 
buzzing this weekend for this one, but it does feel like a perfect game. It's like two fighting for their lives this weekend to avoid relegation and with some hope trying to progress. Um, but it does kind of seem very unlikely that it's going to happen um, for a team to reach the knockout stages at the weekend. But this just does seem like the perfect thing for kind of Montpellier to step things up a level now this weekend. It does. It's a good opportunity because being, being, being straight, I know the way the group has panned out, but I'd have Jume as a top six team in, in the county. And if anyone played Jume in a quarterfinal, they wouldn't want to meet Jume. Cormac McWalter, I was very impressed with him. He's, he's improved. I think he'll 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 have um he'd be well he'll be high, highly involved this year I'd say with Park he's really filled out he's he looks fit he looks lean he he's had a good championship I was impressed with him Brian Mannion inside as well has been good um so Tuma are a really good side so it's, it's a really good what they say nearly like a preliminary quarter final for 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 Montpellier they can let the shackles off they can go and 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 play and and know that they they're Actually, into the quarterfinals, but um, they'd obviously like to go on top of the group. So, good opportunity for them to show that. But equally, too, a very proud club. And um, like I said, I'd have them probably in the top six. It's just the way the group has fallen. They've been a little bit unlucky the way the results have fallen. Um, so, they'll equally be out to try and get three points and see what the other results uh, do for them in terms of um, a preliminary quarterfinal. I'm not sure. Um, I think the as it stands, it looks if Clare Galway were to win um, and beat Dunmore and Tume were to beat Montpellier, that would put ourselves, Tume and Dunmore on three points. So under the old system, Tume would go through and we're still actually operating the old system in Galway. Yeah. The the old, it wasn't communicated, I think, in time. So the score difference of all the of all four games rather than the mini group. So Tume would qualify. So they're still very live. Um um, and equally, if Tune were to lose and Dunmore were to lose, we'd be Dunmore on the head to head. So it's 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 intriguing, it's interesting. Everyone has something to play for. So it, as the makings of a right good double header, I know one is in Banislow, one is in Tune. They obviously have to be on at the same time. But um, you asked earlier, will we be will we be tuned in? I'm sure a lot of our guys would be out watching either. Um, and I'll be refreshing. What's the score at home? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I'm going to be doing. That group, the balls we have ready. I'm sure one of those games might be on the streaming service too, not confirmed yet, obviously. But uh, with Tune as well, it's just been... They started really well against Clare It looked like they were going to blow them out of the water. Finished really strongly against G. You were nearly kind of thinking where they're going to rescue something from that. and Started so well against Dunmore. It's, it's probably just been in patches for them really this year. It has, yeah. They look very, very impressive against Clare Galway, and like I touched on, Clare Galway have been have been a have been good, and I've been impressed. But if you looked after um twenty minutes, Tume had nearly blown them away, and I know they came back and got the got the two goals. Um, I think Hennessy got the two goals for them, uh, and they brought brought Clare Galway right back into Clare Galway. Haven't really, so haven't um. I haven't looked back since that, but yeah, it, it's been patch in in patches against ourselves again. Um, we started really well against them. There was a quite a strong breeze into the town goal in, in Banlas Low, um, but when they brought it back to level with ten minutes to go, they probably would have been favourites to go on and win it, but they didn't. And at the end, we were probably unlucky not to we not to win it ourselves. We did we did a few chances too. So again, yeah, it's been patchy for them, and they probably um. 
be disappointed in terms of how the year has transpired. But that said, they're still not out of it. They're still very much live. And a win against Montpellier and other results going their way, they'll they'll be in a preliminary quarter final. And um, again, would take a good team to beat them. You mentioned there, um, I haven't watched the score already, but I think when it comes to Group 2, it's about having your calculators ready this weekend because it's just absolute madness. Just to table first, Kerfin are obviously qualified in top place on eight points into the quarterfinal. Then this is where it gets complicated and it gets tight. So Bernard second on four points, Saltillo third on four points, Kalanen then in fourth place on three points, Udred fifth on three points, and Kajdran then on the bottom at uh, two points there, just really kind of trying to avoid uh, that relegation. But just with their score difference at the minute, they are up against it, but you, you couldn't write them off either this weekend. So the fixtures you have this weekend on Sunday are Kerfin and Berna and Hepburn at half four, Kalan and Kajdran in Pierce Stadium at half four, and Saltill and Udred uh, in my column at half four. As you mentioned there with Saltill, it's hard to believe last year's county finalists uh, tipped by Manny this year to get to probably the final and even win Frank Fox. Talk about two fighting for their lives. Like it's it's do or die simply now for Saltill this weekend and they're coming up against Ruth Gray they're going to relish this as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. It's um, looking forward to that one. Like Ruth Gray have been knocking on the door would be disappointed with their performance against against Clan and they'd be a side that you'd be sort of saying you wouldn't want to play to be honest they're they're very dynamic in terms of like they've like the Monaghan's are there the Tierney's like they can they have a lot of really good footballers you know and they're but it's just that trying to develop that consistency um, of performance and they just haven't because when they're at it we played them Number of times in challenge games, and they've they're, when they're at it, they're they're very hard stopped. They're quick running. They're good fielders. Take scores. Nile Lee and up front, they're they're they're, they're a really good side, and they'll give bags of it to Salt Hill. I'd say next uh, next weekend. What happened with Salt Hill? It's 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 a difficult one. Um, last year Salt Hill, and I think my column would acknowledge. I'd say Salt Hill were. Were the better team in the county final. Um, my Colin won it. I think my Colin strained. I think they were the best team in the county last year, and they showed it by winning Connacht. But on that day, Salt Hill would have been disappointed not to win it. They were, they were really up for it. They were really well tuned. They had a good structure in place like John O'Mahony. They'd Norman Costello who'd have good integration, good involvement with the minor successes. So we'd been familiar with the young guys coming through, and then they'd Finian Hanley and John Armstrong. So they're really good. Um, backroom team in place and had a, their house in order. Um, this year it's it's hard to say. I think and I find that when you have a lot of players involved in a county setup, it can be difficult for for um for for your club. And and Salt Hill had um like did John Maher an excellent year with Galway. You had Cahill Sweeney. You had Tomo. You had Robert Finnerty. Um, I might be leaving someone out there, but they they, they might have had more. But they had a, a, quite a. Yeah, Daniel O'Flaherty. Yeah, so they did five guys like that are probably their five main players naturally enough. Um, five pivotal players, and then they come back into the you come back into a club team. Some might have come back like Robert came back carrying an injury. I think Tom picked up an injury, and when you're training consistently for twelve to eighteen months without a break, a lot of those guys are playing Sigerson, and and it it can take its toll. It's difficult. Like they were playing right up to October last year in the club championship. Um, John Maher and these guys would have gone straight in. I'd say. 
preparing for the Connacht League last year and um, didn't get a break. And most of them, like I said, would have been involved in Sigerson in, in, as well. So um, I'd say the bodies are were tired. They came back in then and did some injuries. Robert Finnerty picked up a knock uh, in the first game, I think. Um, and then you had um, Tomo has has hasn't been hasn't been available. Garo Armstrong has been injured as well. So I don't think they've had a a, a fluid run. And that you're sort of being hit week on week with tough games. And like a local derby against Barna last week or two weekends ago, um, the Barna came. They were well tuned and Salt Hill just didn't have the answer for them last weekend. But that said, um, if they can get through Uthrard, um, I I if I was to predict, I I'd be thinking Salt Hill. Um, if their big guys show up, um, their finities, their Tom O'Callaghan's up front. If John Maher wins his battle in the middle of the field, I'd be picking Salt Hill to win it to go to five, and they're in a quarter final. Then, um, or to go to six, sorry, and they're in a quarter final. Then, um, and in a quarter final, then really, then Salt Hill would, would, irrespective of how their form was in the group, they're still in a quarter final, and they'd. They'd, they'd fancy taking out any of the other teams, you know, and it could be a good time to play one of the bigger teams in a quarter final. If, um, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, a lot to play for next weekend. And on the other hand, then if if Uthard go and they go to five points, um, they'll if they go to take for if we take the curve in potentially will beat Barna, which I expect they will. Um, not discounted Barna, but curve in have have beaten all four teams in the group, and I'd expect they'll go to ten. I'd be predicting Clannan to beat Carlos Strand. They'll go to five. So then if Saul Till were to win, they'd go to six. They'd go to second. Clannan would be third. If Ugderard were to win, Clannan would go to second and Ugderard to third because obviously the head-to-head with Clannan and Ugderard. So there's a lot of uh, dynamics there, a lot of different per- permutations but um, and, and an awful lot to play for. It really feels like whoever wins between Saltill and Uthrard your season can really get going from here on in it can there's great potential on both sides like, like as I said a lot of the Saltill guys were involved with the county they've won under 20s won minors would have been like I said disappointed not to have won the county title last year but like having tipped away nice and steadily through Saltill won't care about their form in the group if they're in a quarter final like I said they'll be still my eyes be considered top Top three are definitely in the top three or four. Um, and if if they are, they'll take it'll take a good team to beat them. And any of the top two or three or four, in any given day, can probably beat each other if the tactics and a little bit of rub of the green going either way, you can win. And signs on last year against my Colin and Salt Hill, I'd say all the pundits would have predicted my Colin to win it, and um, Salt Hill were were unlucky not to win it. Um, I have to be careful about my predictions. I remember a few years ago you asked me, um, you asked me my Colin or, or my Colin or Mount Bellew. and I felt Mount Bellew might might win it. But uh, anytime I meet David Win, he's always saying you went for Mount Bellew that day. But uh, so I have to be careful with what, <laughs> with what I say. But uh, always a bit of crack with winning. <laughs> Good. And just just on that. Uh... Because it's also a Luke Ray game, it definitely feels like the biggest team, uh, game in that group. But you nearly expect Luke Ray, like we all know the way they set up, they're difficult to break down. They they basically don't like to make it comfortable for you. But that's the way they play. But I actually think they're probably going to look at Berna and take a lot from Berna 
game plan against Salt Hill because on two occasions this year, Brown have beaten Salt Hill in the league final and particularly the last round. So they're they're going to set up with a, a similar pattern. And I think the answer to this will be have Salt Hill figured out how to break down a system like this or not over the last two weeks. Yeah, Barnum were very disciplined, to be fair. Look, they had a good game plan, very disciplined, hard to break down. And um, then Okulon at 11 was really impressive. I thought he was he was good. He he, he sort of dictated affairs from, from 11. He, he was very, very impressive. So I like that, having a really structured, disciplined structure and then guys to be able to pick holes up the other end and take your scores. And that's what Barna did. They got their frees, they scored them, they got the few chances, chances. They took them and Uktarard will be looking to do something similar. That said, Uktarard, in a way, will be probably going into it, expecting to be able to take Sawtill. So on that basis, I'm not so sure how rigid they'll be structure-wise. They might have more of a confidence to go and beat Sawtill, which might be potentially to their detriment. I'm not sure whereas Barna would have set up rigidly with a plan of how to beat them. Uktarard maybe have a, a bit, bit some more... Hard to say, like I it, traditionally you wouldn't have seen Uthard set up with that defensive structure. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they adapt. But that said, like you touched on, I, I think that defensive structure is a is a way of trying to nullify Salt Hill's influence. And it'll be interesting how Alan Murphy uh, approaches it because he obviously has the footballers to be able to go toe to toe with Salt Hill. But a shootout with, with Salt Hill is probably not Percentage wise, isn't 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 I don't think the best option, but it'll be interesting to see how the how they approach it. Just on Bernard Davis, as we were talking about them, defend Kirpin this weekend, half four and Hepford as I mentioned as well on Sunday. They're kind of nearly hoping here that Kirpin might rotate this squad a bit, hmm. might have kind of one eye on the quarterfinals, but then Bernard on a lot of occasions like they weren't given a chance the last day, and they know if they win. They go through. Mm, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Like Corfin, I think of the Corfin and my Colin are the only two teams that guaranteed top their groups. Um, I think, um, and it'll be interesting whether they rotate. Corfin have the luxury of being able to do it, and they have the players and the depth to be able to do it too because they've intermediate. They've they've a very strong thirty, I'd say. You know. On the other hand, then Barna, yeah, they, they're still very, very live. They've, they've, they've earned the right to be in the conversation. They went out and bet Salt Hill and, and deserved to win that game. They were really, really good, to be fair, well organised, like we said, and took their chances. Um, Sean Fitzgerald, really good the last year, I thought, carried the ball very well out of the attack. Keane Hernan, really good year with Galway and can have a big say next next weekend as well in, in, in exchanges and... Um, James James um Kane and goal as well. So they have three in, three intercounty players and then like I touched on the few forwards up front, Gormley is busy, um you have Okulon as well as there, Ryan Folan came off the bench. So again they, they won't fear Carafine and definitely not a Carafine who qualified and potentially might be rotating a little bit. Um Barna have a lot to play for. They're on four points and just touching on if they went to six, if they went to six, they, they, they all of a sudden they're they're in the conversation and they've qualified. Yeah. Um they, they they they've qualified. They'll 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 go to second ahead of uh, if if Salt Hill were to win. There's so many calculations and so many permutations. You, you have to assume there could be draws there or anything. But they're very much into all Barna can do is go out and try to beat Corrafin. Um, the structure and the system they had the last year was very very good. Um, 
if if Salt Hill were going out against Gorfin, they'd fancy beating them. Barna had beaten Salt Hill, so um, the structure, the setup, the system was was effective. Be interesting to see how they how they try and um what type of structure they deploy, and if they go out, like I said, and if they get a draw and go to five points or take a win and go to six, they're right in the conversation and 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 and, and could be full value for a, a quarter final place. Yeah, terrific and job. Equally, equally, like Carlos ran are under a little bit of pressure, but equally, if they lose, they're they're under pressure then. So that's the beauty of these these groups that um they're 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 very very live, very very much in in the melting pot. So it makes for intriguing viewing next weekend. Galan and then are in a really strong position. It's safe to say they beat Galashan. Then there's a strong possibility that. They're going to go through because um, just with Calistan's tournament, when they getting four points against Clarefin, losing players this year, they just seem to be a team that's kind of really lacking confidence at the minute. Clannan are coming into this one and a huge victory over their neighbours. But the the only thing really here that can put, if you're just looking at it, if Clannan were to win and put them out as championship, what could happen is if Berna were to beat Kerfin and Sawtill were to beat Udred, uh, both of those would be on six and Clannan would be on five. So they have to hope that, well, basically their main focus will be focus on their own game first, get the results and then hope that one of those teams don't win. Yeah, Clannan will be looking to win the game to go to five, hoping that Berna don't win. Um or don't get a don't win and all till yeah so this but ultimately like going into the last round your prerogative is in any game is to win your game and, and then focus on the other results then if you don't win you're not in the conversation anyway so Kalanen again will need to be need to be on their guard like they're coming on the back of a really good win against Duke Durard. um again that was a local derby local derby sometimes form can go out the window and like um there can be nervy, tentative affairs, and and different personalities can step up and in in local derbies, um, and and that was the case two weeks ago. Patrick Sweeney, that kept full forward, was was outstanding, and like he'd know the Red lads, they'd know him, they'd know his form, and sometimes that can get the most out of some players, and equally it can um it it, it can the pressure get to other players because they're they're big games. There, I was there last um last Saturday in the in the stadium, and um, I left. Briefly before that game uh, to go, um, but I was there for the Salt Hill and Barna. But the amount of people from Uthard and and Clannan that were coming in, and it was great to see the rapport and the camaraderie amongst their supporters. They were coming in, and um, this great good atmosphere that they're like between them. They're like next door neighbours, but obviously for the sixty minutes they were on opposite sides. But it was great to see the the atmosphere that was that 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 was there. But like that, them local derbies can get a lot out of some players and, and some players can feel the pressure and as was the case uh, last last weekend or two weeks ago but um, going back to your question yeah Kalana would need to be careful too they're coming on the back of a really big win for the parish to bet Mike Cullen as well in the 19th so they're flying as a club they're really on a high they're going really really well Carlos Strand turned over Uthard and a lot of the pundits would have said that that was a Uthard which Strand turned over Berna in the game in Stadium. Oh, the bet Berna. Yeah. I thought no, I thought it was Uthard. Sorry, I thought they bet Uthard. Yeah. So again, yeah. So you just have to be weary there. Like Berna have shown that they're well capable of beating. Like like we saw the the the, the bets all till last week. Like the, 
Carlos Strand, there could be a sting in them. Tommy Joyce is over them. They'll be fit to be well organised. They won't go down fight without a fight. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the, if there's a kick in them. So that's like I'm saying that um, Kalan and Carlos Strand, Carlos Strand are never easily bet. They're a very proud footballing club and um, are never, like I said, irrespective of what form they're in or how they're going, they're never easy bet. So it'll be it'll be a big game for for Clannan too, and Clannan are the young side as well. A lot of their young players and, and traditionally, Carlos Strand are, are physical, um, lawless in midfield. He's a good player, good primary ball winner, and Ronan Keneally then inside is busy. Um, so again, um, it'll be a tricky one for Clannan. But that said, I, I expect that they'll build on the win against Juktuard and and should win again next next weekend. Yeah, that group two is just so many permutations and so much at stake. So you won't really be able to tell how that group's going to figure itself out until um, all those games are brought to conclusion. Then just group one, you have Anadown and Mike Cullen in Pierce Stadium at quarter past five on Saturday. Spiddle and Lester Moore and Ross Muck at two o'clock on Sunday and Midtown and St. James in Tuesday and half four. It's a difficult one if you're a Mike Cullen and Anadown player this weekend. Nothing at stake for either side. Yeah, the, 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 the way it's fallen, it looks like um, my Colin are going to top the group and Anna Down will most likely... Anna Down are out. They yeah, they're falling to the fourth place, I think. So they're in the no-man's land and they're literally not in relegation or they're not. Um, they're neither in relegation nor, nor progress. So yeah, it's 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 a game with um, with nothing nothing to play for ultimately, you know. But still, that said, I'd expect my Colin will use it as an opportunity to... To maybe see some um additional players that they'll probably need for later in the championship. So we'll use this an opportunity. My Collins squad is very strong, they've good depth in it. So they'll probably most likely use it to rotate and and to to see if one or two other guys put their hand up for a quarter final place or or, or, or appearance. So it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, that's that's probably a game where you might expect them to see Sean Kelly and Peter Cook players come back in on Spidale versus Lesher Moore it's just kind of who finishes ahead of who both are going into relegation regardless but then um, the big game really here in group one right it's the big one to really talk about Milltown St. James is both on six points whoever wins um, will ultimately finish as the highest second place across the senior championship so that's why there's so much at stake for these teams because ultimately they yeah, avoid yeah. the in the quarterfinals and it's it's probably a realistic chance both field then of getting to the last four. Yeah, so I'd expect I'm not sure how it works, but my Colin are obviously top there into a quarterfinal, Carafina yeah. top looks like Mount Bellew will most likely top group three. So that's three seeded teams and the winner of this game will be the fourth seeded team. But equally the loser of this game will most likely be the that, that will most likely be the. Well, you'll have you could have goal difference if, if. Oh yeah, sorry. No, the the the, the winner of this will most likely be um a best best third of group one and two, so they'll be in a quarter final as well. And the loser of or the third place in group three will most likely face the third place in group. Group two will place play third place in group three. So it looks like the six points will be enough to be the best place, third place, bring them into the bring the, of one and two and bring them into a quarter final. Yeah. So again, um 
a very, very interesting game. Uh, Milltown and, and James Milltown have been impressive, and so have James as Barry Downey has come in there um, over them and has, has, has got a, a real good tune out of them. Um, I know Daryl Leonard is over them and there's been good feedback. He's involved locally with schools. Um, there's been good feedback on on his input in terms of his tactics, the preparation he's putting into the side. And Barry has been involved for years. I know he brought Cartoon, I think, to a county final a number of years ago. He's a he's a true coach and a good 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 guy, and um, has obviously done a lot. On the other hand, Milltown have would have been disappointed last year to exit the way the way in which they did. They won their first two rounds mm-hmm. and would have been probably expecting to progress to a quarter final and didn't. Um, I think Jer- Jennings, um, Jarrett, or Sean, Jarrett Jennings, Jennings, yeah, from Ballinrobe. So he's involved and and caught over them. So again, a guy with a lot of football knowledge as well, and seems to be getting a good tune out of the Milltowner. Like they're around a while. That team, um, a lot of good young guys coming through. The likes of Costco, the likes of Mannion, Karan as well. Uh, uh, in the backs like they're they're a good side and some of those Mannions Costos Carans they've been around now for four or five years so they're not young anymore so they're expected to so to bring it to the to the next level Um, never I always find Milltown a difficult team to beat in championship they'll always stay in it they'll stay there and they're then never they're, better which they're never better no they're not they're and not. They, 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 the ability then like up front I find with Milltown is um Michael Martin and Hare are really good free takers. Like they'll pick away, they'll chip away, and they, 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 they are they, they play to their strengths. They really remind me of um, Killer Aaron when they were good. Like they play to their strengths. They'll get in these channels. They'll force the free because they know they have free takers to to nail the frees. Like I remember before Porrick and Nicky. Like they'd be they, they used to play to their strengths and 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 they they were they were they were class at it. Um, like Porrick inside and Nicky equally Milltown are very very similar they'll, they'll play to their strengths and um, a very difficult team to beat in championship and um, they'll generally you'll do well to break even with them in midfield they'll have Kyle Blake in there Damian Brennan they're, they're, they're good so that'll be an interesting battle now in the middle of the field with, with Paul Conroy I'm not sure who will join Paul whether it'll be Aaron Connolly Sam O'Neill yeah well Sam O'Neill again Came in with Porrick Joyce this year, and himself and his brother have been really good additions to St James's. They're they're right good players, and again, I touched on Colonel Gallagher in our own club. I said Sam O'Neill will, while he was involved in the periphery of the panel, I'd expect we'll we'll see him having game time next year with Galway, um. So that's a really big sector, and it's not overplaying the midfield, but and I know I touched on it previously in other encounters, but this is another game there where I where I would say that that sector is really really important because um. Milton of really good forwards inside, Michael Barton, Costello, Mannion, they'll pick you off if they get good ball. Equally, if Paul Conroy gets on top and Sam O'Neill, Paul Conroy giving good ball into, into his forwards inside. Um, like Jack Nolan has been really, really good, really good addition for them this year. He's picking off a lot of scores. Um, Uncle Cannon has hit, hit some form. He's back. I see Dave O'Connell is back playing as well, uh, involved in some capacity. So again, they've like I touched on with Montpellier, James has seemed to have a lot of their um, go-to guys back there and a nice blend of young guys around them, like with the O'Neills, Nolan, and um, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think James Egan in goal as well. Yeah, so they have a, a good blend there and it's a, it'll be a really, really interesting game. Who's going to win it? Which? Who's going to win it? 
who's going to win it. Um, just before, an important part, and I didn't check this, where is the game on? Toome Stadium. Toome. Yeah, Toome is a, Toome, I think, is an advantage to Milltown. Uh, I think I think it gives it an, an advantage to Milltown. Um, it's going to be a tight game. I wouldn't, I'd say that it'll be interesting to see the spread in it. I'd say they'll be very evenly paired, evenly matched. Um, who's going to win it? I'm going to go. I think Tune gives a little bit of an advantage to Milton, but that said, I've been impressed with the progress of St James's. I think they've they've done they've done well this year. There seems to be a bit of confidence there. I've been impressed with Jack Nolan, like I judged on Uncle Cannon is back playing well. Paul Conroy's obviously, you know what you're going to get with Paul. Um, the midfield battle is going to it's going to be big. If Paul and Sam can come out on top and get enough ball inside, the likes of Uncle Cannon, Jack Nolan. Maybe James's could edge it, but um, that's who I'd be thinking. But that said, it could go could go either way. As I say, midfield, if Brennan and Blake get on top and get enough quality ball into Martin, Hare, Costello and Mannion, they'd be fancying their chance. But if, look, if you were to force me, I'd, I'd go with maybe a narrow win for St. James's, but just based on the, 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 the their... They're motoring. I, th- I think they're 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 motoring well. They um they um and but e- either way, I'd like a touchdown. Both teams are in a quarter final. So if you took if you ask either sets of teams at the start of the year if they're in a quarter final, they'd take it. And both are, I think, per my calculations, they look like they should be, and um a good season for both of those. But that said, I'd say they'll want to be seeded, and being seeded gives you a great opportunity of getting to a semi final. So. All to play for it, be interesting. Yeah, it's a massive occasion for both. Who's who's reffing it? <laughs> uh, not actually sure here now. Let's see, can um, we get it as I speak? It's as I mentioned that Midtown and James's game is uh, half hour to Stadium Sunday, and James would always reffing it. Okay, yeah, no, it's an interesting one. Some, some like it, it, it's refs an important aspect to two games because some refs let more go than others, and like a more physical team like like Milltown would would probably prefer a ref that lets more go, and because they do play on the edge and they're physical and that's their style, versus maybe a younger St James's side. So no, I'd say James would be keeping well on top of it. Obviously, as intercounty standards. So again. And he's uh, yeah, city ref North Board venue, which is it's it's good to see because sometimes you see a North Board ref North Board venue can be can be way to own it. That's not to say a ref will it will impact it, but it does sometimes have a have, have a bearing on it. Just then on the um, intermediate prelims. Um, so on Sunday you have two games at uh, two forty five. You have Brendan's and Clifton in Bear Stadium, and then you have. Michal Brannocks and Williamstown um, at 2.45. And then on Saturday, you have Calter and Gabriels in Dunham Park and uh, Court and then in Oranmore Mary. Um, Court and Shamrocks in Oranmore Mary is probably the game of the weekend. And I think there's intrigue now with Court in every game to play to see to see will Johnny Glynn um, play. Obviously, he tolled out in her last game but didn't play any part. But like uh, there's intrigue now for everyone Go is supported to see will he line up for court in this weekend. 
Yeah, that that is definitely cartoon or more looks to be the, the pick of the games. Um, it'll, it'll be an interesting one. Um, or more again have been building good underage structures. The population of or more has been increasing. Facilities infrastructure is improving, and 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 that and probably would have been disappointed in recent years. They would be knocking on the door. Um, Carton on the other hand would have come down in recent years and would be looking to come back up. So um, we looking to come back up to the senior conversation. Um, so on look just purely on experience again from experience of playing Carton, they were always a never an easy team to play. Um, Carton, yeah, they were. I always found them. Uh, you'd earn a win against Cartoon um, and just based on their experience of maybe more experience at senior level I'd be thinking that they'll, they'll edge that one Caltrain um, uh, Gabriels is obviously a local derby that's on in Dublin Park after the Clare to more game Caltrain probably been one of the impressive teams out of the kind of top four they've been really kind of boosted by the two Mannions coming back this year playing through yeah, definitely. I was going to touch on the Manions. And um, again, Caltra, proud footballing club. Um, we would feel that they have a lot to offer a senior if they were to rebuild and get up there. And I'd say they're in a rebuilding process and probably would see themselves as maybe a, in the top four of intermediate football and with a bit of luck maybe get are, are, are going definitely in the right direction. Definitely a good sign to see the two Manions evolved they wouldn't be involved if they didn't feel that they they were competitive at, at intermediate and signs on in the group phases. They were impressive and done done very well. Um, again, a local derby, but on the form that we've seen to date, I'd be predicting um, Caltra to win that one. Just uh, a man who's involved in the Caltra backroom team, Niall Coyne, obviously seen he's done a lot of work with Charlotte. He would have played with them. He was with Caltra last year, but obviously you mentioned this year now with the Magnus back. Um, the Japanese are boosted with a stronger squad, but what would he bring to Caltra? Niall, um, he'd be probably, obviously, close with Michael Meehan, um, would have been involved with with Jarlitz. Um, he'd bring great knowledge of the game, a great experience. Like Niall would have played at the top level, would have won an under-21 All-Ireland. I'm not sure did he win a Sigerson with, with the UCG in, in 2003, but really experienced guy thinks a lot about the game um, and like I touched on a great knowledge of it and having a guy of his experience and his knowledge coming into um, coaching gives a great endorsement of, of the structures that are in place that he wouldn't be coming in there to make up the numbers in intermediate I'd say Niall would have fairly and he'd be an ambitious guy in terms of his coaching takes it very serious like I touched on great knowledge of the game great servant for Galway his club Karna um, yeah, he'd bring a great understanding, great experience, and um, I'd say there'd be very good structures in place there. And um, signs on they've been they've been impressive this year. Full value for the quarter final, and will be open to be well involved later into the championship. Then just the two other prelims on Sunday, uh, Michal Brannocks coming up against Williamstown. You know, Brannocks are coming into this one on the back of a defeat for Kit Connolly, where it was ultimately number one top the group and got straight into a quarter final they came up short Williamstown stunned uh, on Carrua in the last round but Michal Brown are still big contenders for this intermediate championship you might just feel that a bit too much here I think so yeah Michal Brown are a good side um, again touching on it and I touch on it quite a bit they, they, that 
senior experience and it stands to teams in, in intermediate in tight games. Williamstown on the other hand, Jerry and um, Gary Kelly up front, obviously a serious operator, a serious player like Michael Brannis will need to curtail and nullify his influence. Um Williamstown again never easily bet, but Michael Brannock and will take a lot from beating uh Caro Caro or season senior outfit. We came down and maybe are in a rebuilding phase and sometimes can take a, a while to reset when you do go down to intermediate and 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 I'd expect they'll be back stronger next year in terms of um once they establish their status in intermediate I'd expect they'll be back um strong and give it a right cut next year. Um but yeah Michal Brannock's good side some some good players I know they had um Mike um did one guy involved I know the seniors set up um yeah so again like having guys like that at that level playing into county at the level Galway are at, he he'll he'll be a really pivotal um influence on their team and having someone like that up front and maybe getting their fair share in the middle of the pitch with like Bintan is obviously great experience there and they've good Sean Denver, I'm not sure if he's involved at the moment, but again has that experience and I'd say those guys should carry enough to, to take them over the line and bring them into a quarter final. Finally, then last prelim, uh, Brendan's Clifton, probably similar to Corton or more, won't be much between these two. No, yeah, Clifton were unlucky not to progress to the All Ireland Junior final last year. Um, good win last time out against against Corvin and Corvin are are um Corvin at any level are, are strong at any level of senior, be it intermediate or junior, are, are strong. I think it might have been their. Yeah, it was their second team, their intermediate side. So they bet them and were full value for that win. We'll take a lot of confidence from that. On the other hand, Brendan's have been probably building in intermediate over the course of the last few 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 years and have been at the quarterfinal, semi-final stage and have been knocking on the door. So look, I'd say Clifton went up last year, have sort of consolidated now their status in intermediate for another year. They'll be happy. Ray Hogan is over them. He's a good coach. He'll be happy that they have. Um um, we'll have a right cut at Brendan's, but on form over the course of the last number of years, and Brendan's have built. I'd be thinking Brendan's might just uh, edge that one. Just on the uh, relegation, then um, the both games take place on Saturday. You have Carroll and Kirkland B, Killeran and Kickeran Cockeran. It's very hard to fathom or understand how some of these teams have found themselves in intermediate relegation. Yeah, it's they're. Like Carvina side, like Carvina are obviously a powerhouse of a club, but the the other four are like had serious um, pedigree at senior level. Um, Kilrain and Kilcarn, Clanburn, and equally um, Ankarua would have obviously won at ninety five, but I think they were one of after Kilrain were relegated. Cairo were the longest serving senior team um, in in the top 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 tier. So again, um, the first game. Uh, be hope I'd be hoping that Cairo could win that game. Um Curvin, it's their second team and it'd be it'd be disappointing to see the Cairo go down to 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 junior. I know they still I think they still have another opportunity, but I'd be um thinking look it's Curvin's second team. It's Cairo's first team. I think Cairo are well good value for, 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 for their intermediate status. And, and and I'd always say, irrespective of who the club is, um, when someone's second team is involved, you'd have to think that the current Cairo's second team, your, your heart would sort of be 
going uh, going for them, you know, and that's in that regard, and and that's it. And I think if they can get over this, it's a blip. Um, a lot of teams slip into relegation. I, I know a few years ago in senior, even Tume were like very close to it. Um, I think they they were in a preliminary relegation tie, and obviously got out of it, and 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 are nearly won the championship the, the next year against Corrafin. But I, I think if Caro can survive, they'll they'll actually build on it, and you'd see them. Um, we'll have a bigger say in the intermediate championship next year. The other game then is is a really tight game as well, like Killer Air. Plus they're joined up at underage level. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 quite it's 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 mad to think. I know when I was um, we were with the college a few years ago, and we were intermediate at St Michael's, and we had some great games at Killer Air, and, and equally at St Michael's, we'd always some Jing Dong games at Killer Air, and they're. There's some side and um, some history in that club, um, um, and they 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 they'll want to win that. But equally, Kilcarn, Clamburn as well. It's it's crazy to think both teams will be a game away from from relegation. But if I was to predict over the course of the two games and the final, I'd be thinking Carrow should win their game, um, and then I'd be thinking the loser of the second game should have enough for Curfin's second team. Um, and then Curfin. It's a round-robin series there. Oh, the round-robin, okay. If the round... Ultimately, like the senior, it's uh, the top two are safe here and the bottom two are safe. So really, if you lose a game straight away, you're kind of under the top, two, the top, The bottom two go down, is it? Yeah, because there'll be two coming down from senior then. Um, okay. Yeah. So and then one will be going up from inter- intermediate, and one will be coming up from junior. So that that will be how it works there. So ultimately, you're going to see yeah, one. That's, 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 that, 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 like you're going to have one, like you're going to have one, one of Killerair and Kilcarnclan Burn or Carrow in, in junior football next year. It's 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 crazy to think that. Um, look, it, it can happen. Teams can slip down. Like Tifton went down last year. They came back up. Um, Tom Burr have been up and down as well. I know they went to one day to meet all Ireland, uh, junior All-Ireland as well. So sometimes for a club though that are building and like you said, Kilcurran, Tom Burr and Killer Aaron are, are joined up at Underage. Sometimes if you're rebuilding a young structures within a club, it might be a good place to be able to do that and bring young guys through and at a more competitive level and then come up to intermediate when you're competitive because no one wants to be in relegation of any tournament you want to be at the action in be it the junior or intermediate championship you prefer to be competing at junior rather than being in the bottom of, of intermediate so look as i said i know the stress of relegation ourselves we've been involved in a lot at st michael's uh, a number of years and it's it's stressful for a club um so just look wish all the teams the best in it because it's 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 not a place you want to be and it's 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 stressful and it can be quite difficult to get back up as well you know it's I always say, like with senior, you probably need to lose five or six games to to go down to intermediate, but you probably need to win six to go up to senior. So it's it's very very difficult to get back up if you do go down. So look to all teams involved this weekend. I know everyone's involved, but there some looking at higher places than others. But it's 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 an intriguing weekend of of action, and I hope uh, I hope I'll be turning down your request in two weeks' time because. <laughs> I've told you I don't like doing these when I'm involved myself, so <laughs> hence why you got me this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, they, uh, so no club really wants to be involved in that relegation. Just briefly on how the juniors working at the minute, uh, Mel are into the Northboard final, they played the winner of Hepford at Aston Rye, who in the Northboard semi this weekend, and then uh, 
ultimately then the West Clover are in the final and they've played the winners of Karen Cashel and Father Griffin's Aero uh, this weekend. Just finally then, Eddie, and news there emerged overnight that one of Abbey's James Banyan has put himself forward for the gold minor job. I was chatting to myself last night, but he's put together a serious yeah, yes. You look, Kieran McGrath, obviously, formerly Carapin and Gary Moore, Barry Downey, St. James's senior football manager, Fico Vera, who's still playing with Michael Brown, Mark Rowan, who's still playing with Clare Goya, and strength and conditioning. Like, that's yeah, it's a serious spectrum team, and, and I commend James for getting that structure in place around him. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. I know there's other candidates going for the, for the role, but I saw even with 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 Alan Glynn, like the structures and the professionalism that he's brought to that minor structure, he's brought it to a new level. Um, over the course of the last four years, obviously winning in All Ireland. So whoever takes over from Alan is is taken over in a really really good place. Um. Like I touched on, Galway are competitive at minor level and are right in the conversation. You wouldn't always have said that, um, and 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 they are. So, um, just again to say well done to James for the the team and the management structure that he's put in place. Like Kieran McGrath, Barry Downey, like you said, Neil O'Toole. I think there's one more I'm missing there as well. Um, yeah, and Mark Rowan is coaching development officer with Salt Hill. So real good knowledge of of the and, and has studied that, that as well so again a really impressive coaching structure so um i look it'll be it, it'll be interesting he'll be right right in the mix for it i don't know when the closing date for for, for nominations is but um he, he he's he's right in the mix and it's good to see guys putting teams like that together and bringing it bringing it to the bringing it to the fore because like i said we're right in the conversation won the all ireland two years ago um and we 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 should hopefully be right in the conversation again this year and it's it's only good for God to see the likes of James young coach coming with that enthusiasm and bringing it to the top table. So best wishes to. Yeah, it's believed as well that Neil McHugh from Castran is going to be uh, one of the other candidates moving forward. I haven't heard of Anton else. That that interview process takes place uh, next week and. Ultimately, whoever gets the job will be taken over from Alan Glynn, who did terrific work with the Galway Miners as well over uh, the last three years. But uh, it's, it's a bumper weekend, the club action this weekend. A quick one as well, because the, I have to wish my own club, St Michael's, they're in the, actually <laughs> unusually in the North Board Junior A uh, uh, final. Michael's end up Blitz. in the North Board? Which? How did Michael's end up it's in the North the the draw worked out. I think they were short team in the north, so we happily volunteered. There. I don't know how the structure worked, but uh, no, the, 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 they've a really good team there. Like you, the likes of Frank Daly, of Greg Rogan up front, you have Harry Brown, Darren Sinton, really strong junior team there, and that's our second team now. So we were lucky to lose to June last year in the county final. So um, they're they're coming again. So to wish. Mike Hughes and, and his and his troops the best of luck um in June on Saturday evening. So it's a good opportunity. Whoever wins that, then I think I'm not sh- I think Kalanan and are playing someone uh Kalanen, oh, yeah. Kalanen, and the other in the other side. So again it's a great opportunity for, for all four teams to to progress and win win a county title. So I'd have to have the blue jersey on and on, on, on Saturday and wish the lads the best. Yeah, that game was obviously after uh, Montpellier and Tune on Saturday uh, between Michaels and Clint. So, definitely a game to, 
stay out there Michael's be looking to pick up a bit of silverware in there but that's all we have time for on our show for today we'll be back next week with a review um, of all the club action where we'll have the quarter finalists um, in the senior and intermediate uh, championship confirmed but uh, that's all for today thanks a million Teddy for coming on